listening to the Inside Job Making CX Work podcast, where we share how you can make customer experience transformation a reality. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Inside Job Making CX Work. I'm your host, Jose Fabrion. Today, we've got a really special guest, uh, Alec Langsher, who runs uh, Merkel's Global Alliance with Google. Uh, we're going to talk about GA4 today. And really what I want to talk about and get out early is that we're, gonna not, we're not going to talk about it the kind of the way a lot of people are in the industry. I think today there's a lot of talk about GA4 being a very kind of technical migration. Today we're going to dive into, yes, some of the migration components, but really how the market has shifted, why GA4 matters, and now how businesses and executives really need to think about that migration to GA4 and what it what it unlocks for them, uh, both in the context of their uh, customer experience, but also inside of the Google ecosystem. So without further ado, I, I want to introduce you to Alex Langsher. Alex, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, Jose. Thanks very much, first of all, for the invitation to speak today on this, uh, I think, really super important subject. Um, a little bit about myself. Uh, well, I'm a geologist by training. I spent many years in northern Canada looking for gold uh, in the wilds of Canada. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then uh, for reasons of love, I made my way to uh, the United States. Um, met my wife and settled in Boston, started a company um, which eventually became Cardinal Path. Uh, Cardinal Path was acquired by uh, Dentsu back in 2016. And uh, Cardinal Path is now part of Merkel. And I switched out of that role. I left the CEO role uh, back in October of uh, 2021. And, and so I'm now fully in this new role and really focused very, very much on the larger, broader relationship with Google, which is a critical partner for Merkel and Dentsu. Oh, thanks, Alex. And I, I got to say to the, the folks who are listening, this is a this is a special episode. Um, I've 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 had the uh, benefit of having dinner with Alex and also hearing Alex speak. And I think that Alex has a very important and interesting viewpoint on uh, many things. He's very astute, so I'm very excited to kind of get into this discussion uh, that is topical in the industry. But I, I also think we're probably not not looking at it right. So. Um, Alex, yeah. let's, let's, let's get rolling. I mean, why don't we just start off with, you know, G four, I'm getting, I'm personally getting emails from competitors on what we're going to do with about our GA four migration, which is very interesting to me. But the, the point is that there's a lot of discussion in the industry about this, um, need to migrate, uh, from GA 360 to GA four. Um, yep. could you, could you tell me a little, just let's quickly go over what's, what's really going on. All right. So, um, let me, uh, let me speak a little bit tactically and then bounce up to a, a strategic level here. So what's happening is that we are seeing in our kind of lifetimes, um, a very, very fundamental and major change that Google is doing. And that is it for the first time is making a modification to the most used and deployed software on the planet earth, which is Google analytics. And the previous version of Google analytics was called universal analytics. And the code base for that was developed way back in the early two thousands uh, by a company that was eventually acquired by Google. And then it's been incrementally modified since then. Now, 
The challenge, of course, is that in 2003, 2004, uh, there was no mobile ecosystem. There was no app ecosystem. You know, people didn't have handheld devices that enabled them to do the types of things that they currently do. And, uh, you know, fast forward to 2021, 2022, uh, that mobile app economy and experience, which is so central to the brand relationship with the consumer. Um, is very difficult to measure and, and integrate with web data. And Google knew they had to do something. So that was one of the impetuses for them to make this change from uh, Universal Analytics to Google Analytics 4, which is the fourth version of GA. Uh, so that's one of the kind of technical things. It's Universal Analytics to GA4. But Jose, here's the thing, right? Um, I, I hesitate to lead with that because it makes you think, oh, this is simply like, uh, you know, an upgrade of a software yeah. like I get when, you know, you know, <clears throat> Microsoft or, or Apple sends me a, an upgrade to my OS and I just do it overnight when I really don't want to do it because it always happens at an inopportune time. But it's just an upgrade. Um, and really, if you view it that way, uh, you're going to open yourself up to an enormous amount of risk because that's not what this is, right? So I want to be really, really clear about it. Um, the underlying impetus, as I said, is that they wanted to be able to bring together uh, the data streams from app and from web and any of the other uh, digital experiences that clients have into a single unified view. But the other very important, very fundamental uh, driver of all of this is that we're entering into a new world where signals are dimming. There is data deprecation happening everywhere. And the most fundamental of those is the loss of cookies. And Universal Analytics uh, relied on cookies as the mechanism by which it understood whether somebody was a returning visitor, whether that had already been across any of your assets. It relied on cookies to be able to link, um, you know, things that you did with your immediate spend. And as we all know, cookies are going away. In fact, uh, there's a number of browsers which even deprecate first-party cookies, of which Google Analytics is one of them. The other thing is that in the EU, in response to the uh, GDPR, which is a, a privacy regulation, the requirements uh, got very strict on Google with respect to how data was collected and what data was collected and where that data was sent. So, for example, IP addresses are considered PI, person identifiable information. And, you know, you couldn't have IP addresses collected. In some countries you can, in some countries you can't, but in the EU you can't. So they had to be able to, to make those changes. Um, data has to be processed in country. It can't be shipped across borders. That's a big problem. So they had to deal with that. There was a, uh, you know, as we've talked about cookies and uh, cookies are a problem as well. If people don't uh, consent to cookies, then you couldn't really track with GA anymore because it required that to be able to track. So Google was facing a host of really fundamental issues, which were placing its, you know, revenue stream at risk. And the decision was made to, to, to buckle down, bite the bullet and make this change. 
So it's in response to changes in in, uh, in privacy regulations. It's in response to deprecation of cookies. It's in response to the requirement to you know to be able to instrument and bring together data streams from app and, and web. Um, it's in response to the need to be able to instrument the way that we work today. Right. So today we don't um, we don't really when we're on our, our our phones, our mobile devices. We kind of scroll. We don't really look at pages. We tend to scroll, and we scroll left, we scroll right, we pinch, we zoom, we click, we like, we, you know, we do all these types of things. Um, that's very difficult to measure in the old version of Google Analytics, and the latest one, GA4, enables all of that. And we'll come back to that, Jose, because I really want to to land on that because that's a, a really <laughs> fundamental aspect of all this so <laughs> what, I, what i love about that is you gave a very complete answer yeah. um, to what I, I what i think honestly is that people think of it more like that upgrade yeah um, kind of a basic upgrade and I, I think you know the other piece that i see in here when talking to people is, is simply that it's you know there's this there's this compelling event i don't know if the dates have changed um but this compelling event where um the existing, ver- existing version of Google Analytics really won't be collecting things. So people are in a bit of a race to get GA4 implemented. But it, it, it feels so kind of rote and technical when you say it that way. And I think that the real important part, which you are really setting up, is this idea that the market has changed, right? We've got we've got now got an app economy, we've got privacy, we've got deprecation of the cookies, right? Like there's a lot going into this. This is not like for like. And I think that's what we really, I want to focus in on is, is really what, what does this mean for a business, right? Today, people are collecting some of these events and things like that in weird ways with native links and all sorts of stuff. And so I, I think given your view, yeah, given your expertise, it's, it's really about for, the marketing and the technical leaders who are listening, right. it's really how should they be thinking about this for their businesses? Because it's it's not just a it's just not a lift and shift. This is a re-engineering which has impact on a lot of the marketing infrastructure, data availability, how it ties into analytics, et cetera. And so that's a little bit more where I, I think I just don't think there's a lot of discussion in the marketplace around how monumental this is or potentially monumental if leveraged properly. So, and also, I mean, look, they just jumping into it. There's, there's also the context of this helps inside of the you know, kind of Google media environment, right? So what Alex, you did, for listeners, could you talk a little bit about really what this, this means from a evolution of company perspective as we, as we think about GA4 and really how, how leaders need to think about this and not that it's just a technical upgrade because that, again, I think that's the message in the marketplace. And I think that's wrong. You know, Jose, I've known you, known you for a while now. And, and one of the things which I appreciate is, is the, the, the meaty question. So <laughs> you know, that was, that was a, 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 a you know, I, but I think your question really probably reflects the experience that you've had talking with clients and with your teams and trying to wrap your mind around what this means. So let me break it down for you. There is a, a clearly uh, a privacy agenda, which is going on, which is reshaping this industry. And we, this is a, what you know, I call a secular trend, i.e. it's one direction that won't change. So we need to address that. 
Secondly, um, as a result of that privacy imperative and that shift in privacy, um, we are seeing that companies are much less willing to share data. And so this open internet is breaking up into these very, very, very large entities. Some people call them walled gardens. I actually call them digital continents because they are, they are just so large. I mean, the size and, and data that uh, a Google has or an Amazon has or a Meta has or a Microsoft has, uh, is just, you know, extraordinary. And, and, and they're going to leverage that and they're going to leverage that to the benefit of the people that advertise. And by the way, I forgot to mention Apple. Apple's absolutely been monetizing privacy. So we have, um, loss of signal through cookie deprecation and a technical underpinning of the web kind of shifting. We have uh, privacy, which is, uh, you know, making people very careful about how they collect information and what information they collect and how they store and manage that information. We've got a shift in user behavior. I think the data is pretty clear that mobile is the primary mechanism by which people engage with organizations online, particularly amongst uh, the younger demographics. So we need to really understand that mobile environment and have that completely integrated into our data sets. And, you know, marketers still need to be able to understand the impact from their spend and who they're reaching with that spend. So the way I look at this is that um, GA4 is an imperative. It's an imperative because you can have like a strategy, a social media strategy, and, you know, you're using Snap or using TikTok or whatever. You can have an email strategy. I mean, and you can have like an Amazon strategy, right? You can, you can, you can choose to spend your marketing dollars all kinds of places, but one place that is non-optional for you to spend your marketing dollars is Google. Because Google's owned and operated networks and assets are just the world's largest, period, full stop. So you need to have a Google strategy because you're going to have to spend money in that ecosystem across that digital continent. And if you're going to do that, then you're going to need to use Google's ad tech stack to really take full advantage and have full visibility into that spend, right? And the core tool within that is going to be GA4. Okay. So if you're spending more than we figure, if, you, if, you're, if your annual spend is a north of 10 million, then it's an absolute no-brainer. You must migrate simply because GA4 opens up the playing field and gives you that much more insight into your spend. If you're between a couple million and 10 million, you, you know, you really should be migrating um, because it's going to help you just the same with improving the quality of that spend. And finally, Google has basically said that by July 1, 2023, they are deprecating universal analytics, the old version. So if you haven't migrated by then, you're not going to be able to use, you're not going to get any data. So you do have a window. Now, I should say for those people that have the paid version of Google Analytics, i.e. GA360, uh, that gives you a six-month reprieve and the October 1st, 2023 is the deprecation deadline. So those are the three reasons why. Data deprecation, 
you know, developing privacy safe, durable ways of measuring and, and getting information on your clients, um, getting better visibility and better targeting and better insight into your spend across Google's O and O. Um, those are, you know, kind of three really big reasons. And here's the fourth one, Jose, because GA4 is a fundamental change, right? So what did I say? It is not like, and go back to Sesame Street. One of these things is not like the other. Well, GA4 is not like anything else. It doesn't use cookies as its fundamental means of stitching data together. It uses Google's ID graph. And what that means is that the data model for GA4 is different. So it's like one used what we call hits as the fundamental basis of its data model and GA4 uses events. The two are not the same. They're just not the same. So all of your measurement frameworks are based on the old data model, which is disappearing. So your, your metrics and the underlying meanings of those metrics is going to change. And so if you're buying media, you need to get ahead of that to understand what things used to look like and what they will look like under this new data model. And that's a lot of work, right? You, there's, there's the training about it. There's the socialization of what these data models look like and what the measurement frameworks change to. There's the education of, you know, senior executives in the organization because, you know, we were used to saying, ah, you know, we had this many page views, we had that bounce rate, we had this many views, we had these many conversions of this type. Well, all that stuff changes, right? So we don't want that to be a, a shock to the system. We have to do that slowly, incrementally, and understand the, that change. Yeah, and I, I think I think what that, that's one of the things I really wanted to get into with this is this idea that it's not just you're changing your web analytics. The reality is what you're looking at is changing completely. That has an impact on what you look at, how you get derive insights, and then what you do with those information. So it's not simply just throwing up some new tags. It's really, what are we going to do with this new information? Because I think what you're saying is, if you're not using the new information that is and will be available, you're really missing out because this new new kind of app economy, this the whole event-driven mm-hmm. world versus the hits is, is substantially different. And to, to maximize your customer experience, to, ac- to maximize the value of your uh, media spend inside of the Google ecosystem, you have to do this. You have to know it. You have to think about what's what's going to change and how you're going to use it. And it's it's simply not just a a transition of tags. No, right? no, not, not at all. Look, let's, let's be like super clear about this. Um, in the old version of, of Google analytics, um, if you wanted to see when somebody started or stopped looking at a video or how far they scrolled down a page, um, you know, that could be done. Um, and it required a little bit of work depending on what you're trying to measure. But you had a set number of what we would call events that you could measure. Well, in the new version of Google Analytics, Google Analytics 4, you know, the limits are off. So as a marketer, and, and we know that we're in an experience economy, 
You know, that's a fundamental. Well, as a marketer, I want to understand how people are engaging with my brand and how I'm maintaining, uh, maintaining their attention and whether that experience that they're having is one that's going to lead to, you know, you know, brand, uh, a bread of brand experience and eventually, you know, brand loyalty, which is, of course, you know, uh, lifetime value. Well, so how far do I scroll down a page? How many product detail pages do I stop and look at? How many times do I do a 360 degree turn by scrolling or moving that on the page? Um, how many likes do I make? How many saves do I have of a particular page to um, my folder? How many, um, uh, you know, ads to cart and then, and then come back to and add something to a cart? And what time does it take for me to do that? All these things are stuff that you can now Create. I want I want marketers to, to realize that the experience capabilities has broadened. Right, that's the big idea. You can rethink your experience because now you can measure so much more of it. So you can create a whole nuanced set of conversions that relate to how people are experiencing you and and how you're grabbing their attention. And so the conversion event no longer had just has to be a buy. The conversion event doesn't necessarily have to be like, you know, they look at the product detail page. The conversion event can be so much more nuanced. And as a result, we've just got a, a lot more capabilities to understand what it is that drives interest from our clients. That makes sense. And, and you know, it's just, I just think in my conversations with clients, I, I just think there's so much going on broadly in the world today, but also with technology and all these different ecosystems. I, I don't know that I'm hearing people being prepared, really prepared for this. I, I think people understand that there's a deadline. I think that people understand that, some, that GA360 is going away. I think that people understand that they need something new, which is GA4. But I, I don't really hear people talking about it or thinking about it in this way. And so from your perspective, Alex, you know, if you're, if you're, if you own, if you if you own marketing, what what should you what should you be thinking about? I mean, is is this just one more thing to get done? I think the answer is no. But like, how should one go about this migration? Okay, well, let's back it up. It's a great question. So let's back it up. Since we know that signals are dimming, that data deprecation is a freight train that's coming on us. Since we know that universal analytics uh, is being deprecated on July 1, 2023. Um, since we know that first party data that's collected uh, in with consent um, and stored appropriately is super critical to the organization, right? First party data collection is super critical. Um, what I would say is we need to focus there first. We need to make sure that we maintain the ability for us to have agency in the marketplace. And that starts with uh, your store of first party data, particularly when you think of most of the platforms are going to enable you to use your first party data to look like modeling and, and et cetera, uh, to be able to buy across their networks. So your collection, your ability to collect in a privacy safe, durable fashion, i.e. you don't want to have to do this again next year or in two years or in three years because that's really expensive, should be the driving factor here. So how, um, how does my experience promote people 
to want to log in, to want to have um, a relationship with me? How does my experience communicate the value proposition to clients such that they are willing to um, give up personal information that I can then use to build a first party data set around them? Right. So that that's what's going on here. And right. if we start from that, like uh, my ability to really compete in the future is going to be predicated upon my first party data set. And I want to make sure I collect that with consent and I have the right to use it. And I'm, and I'm maintaining that right by ensuring that my value proposition is ever present to my client sidebar. How do I do that? Loyalty and promotion programs, close sidebar. Um, then, then that becomes the, the focal point. All right. Now that I know I, I need that, what's the experience that I want to create around that? Okay, well, now that I've created that experience, now I'm going to instrument it. <laughs> right. So GA4 is actually kind of, you know, third, it's third in priority because the first thing is about first part data. Right. So if all you do is take your existing experience and simply deploy GA4, that's good, but it's not ideal. Right. Right. So, um, and that first party data collection, make no mistake about it. You know, you can leverage Google's ID graph and its signals to help you really uh, understand the individual at the individual level who is, you know, coming across your system. And then, of course, there's a lot of um, third party vendors, Merkle being one of them, um, that can assist you to enrich that data to get more insight into those visitors. And, and you know, the more insight that you have, the more knowledge you have about them, the more you can tailor the experience, the more you can tailor your loyalty programs. Um, and, you know, it's unequivocally clear that that leads to greater lifetime value. So it, it sounds to me like what, what you're saying is, hey, you've got this this migration, it's, it's got to happen. It offers lots of possibilities, but realistically, that's actually not the most important thing right now. You have to get it done, but you really need to think about how really have a strategy for it before you're actually doing that. And that centers in and around identity and also the the consumer experience. That's a very quick version of what you said, I think. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and so, you know, we're, you know, Jose, you know, this as well as I do that, we know, we're entering into the world of the, of the, of, com of complexity and fragmentation. And, um, you know, you think about, uh, the rise of, uh, retail media networks, you know, which they were nowhere like three years, four years ago, and they're like everywhere now and they're important. You think about the rise of CTV, right? I mean, that's pretty fundamental and streaming is, is, you know, a, is you just can't not pay attention to it and a lot of attention to it. Um, you think about the rise of these digital continents and, and all the other places. We know we're entering into a multi clean room environment. And so the only way to engage with those clean rooms is if you've got your first party data sets totally ship shape right and ga4 is kind of a, a a foundational component along with you know that that um that that acquisition of first party consented data is is a foundational component for you to be able to um you know leverage those various channels going forward 
It's a lot of complexity coming down the road, right? As I like to say, there's a lot of chaos and, you know, chaos is, is, is sometimes a, a good thing, sometimes a bad thing. In this case, I think it's going to be really important for people to um, understand, like marketers to realize that, uh, you know, they can't, they can't control a lot of things, but they can control the way they collect and manage the first party data. They can control the way that they set up their own clean room environments and they can make deals with, um, you know, and makes decisions around how they're going to engage with other clean rooms um, in such a way that, you know, it doesn't become prohibitively expensive to do that. And again, all that rests upon foundational first party data and GA4 is pretty instrumental in collecting that. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot there's, there's a lot here now. So if, yep. if I think if I think about this, right? I mean, look, I've I've been in, in and around this world for a, a while. We've got a migration that has to happen. It's a very important migration. There are limited resources in the world that do this sort of thing, uh, both from the technical, but also thinking through what's going to change and the and the dashboarding and the metrics and you know all, all those things come together. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of leaving the witness here, but are, are people acting quickly enough? Because, like, you know, I I feel like there's going to be a huge run on on the resources to do this stuff well. And I, I are you seeing people get ahead of this? Yeah. So that's uh, that's a uh, that's a great question. So I'm going to answer it two ways. The first way is, uh, you know, if you look at the research, like a lot of the, the consulting firms have been researching, you know, what is it that CMOs are mostly focused on, and you know, uh, near the top of the list of all of them is dealing with this data deprecation issue, right? They understand that there's a data deprecation issue that's hitting them and going to hit them hard. Um, and, and so, you know, I think that, that there's a, a burgeoning awareness around it. And again, certainly all the consulting firms and the, the analyst firms are talking about it. Um, that said, there is, precious little desire on the part of any uh, CMO to want to spend money to uh, change the wiring behind the wall and then cover it with sheetrock and paint over it that nobody can see. <laughs> I love that analogy. That's great. I mean, who wants to do that, right? Who wants to do that? And, and so I guess what I'm saying is if that's the way you view the GA4 migration um, requirement, then, then, you know, I understand your decision-making there. And what, you know, I'm trying to say is that's the wrong way to view it, right? It is not about just an infrastructure play that nobody's going to see. It is, if you, if you steer into it the right way, um, it can be very enabling. It can be a hugely enabling technology. Okay. So is this, is this the sort of work that people can successfully do on their own? I mean, at the scale you're talking about, you're talking about people are spending, you know, minimum 10 million inside of the Google ecosystem. I mean, so who do people go to? How is Google helping clients with, with this migration? Yeah. So, um, you know, Google is concerned about this and I, I can share that, you know, they, they've been working with uh, Merkle to, you know, uh, lower the barrier to migration for a number of clients, particularly the large ones that have uh, very big footprints and very large spends because they're concerned about that and rightly so. And I think that's a, um, a way of demonstrating their commitment and support for their, their advertisers. Um, the, the, the truth of the matter is though, is that most of us are going to be on our own, 
I mean, that's, that's the real truth. Really? And, and what I mean by that is uh, there's, there's no white knight coming in. This is going to be on you to manage. And your second point in that uh, leading question was, is exactly right. Look, I'm old enough to remember Y2K. And I was working in IT at the time and I saw what was happening. It's like the hockey stick curve of the number of phone calls per day as uh, we approached that deadline. And I expect the same thing will happen here. And what people need to realize is that, you know, deploying and doing a really good GA4 deployment is not something that happens overnight. It doesn't happen over a week. These things take time. They need to be thought through, particularly if you're planning on doing um, a rethink of your experience. So uh, uh, clearly sooner is better than later. And and then there's just all the training and education. And, you know, that's just, you know, I've never worked in any organization in which it's easy to schedule people to sit down and get training and get educated. And there's a lot of that that's required. So then that's just the, the, the change management really around what's now new, now available. How are we going to use it? How does it kind of factor into how we, we look at the world? Um, yeah, I mean, your measurement framework. So if you've been buying media and you've been measuring conversions based on, I don't know, let's say something like you're, you're looking at bounce rates and looking at page views and looking at time on site and these types of things. And then, you, you know, users, visitors, vis, you know, <clears throat> visitor sessions, all these things are going to change. Basically page views go away and you don't have page views in an app, <laughs> right? You, yeah. you, know, you know, bounce rate is really kind of an irrelevant metric for many, but, um, but even more so, um, visitor sessions are going to massively diminish. Why? Because, you know, you think about it. Um, if you're sessionizing based on cookies, then the cookie, I have one set of cookies on my laptop, another on my mobile phone, another on my tablet, another on my TV screen. And, and so I have, I'm four users, but in fact, I'm one. Well, now in the new GA4, you know, leveraging Google's uh, uh, ID graph and other, you know, ID protocols, they're now one person. So, you know, suddenly you've gone from four, you know, I've reached four people to you've only reached one. So it'll be more accurate. It'll it'll just feel weird at first. Yeah. Well, I think your measurement systems have to change, right? The way that you measure media and the way that you look at the impact of that media is going to change. And that's going to need to be thought through because it's going to affect your media buy. And, and how you're going to report that throughout the organization is going to change. And again, you know, in, in any of these systems, and I'm sure you know this quite well, Jose, uh, I, I used to have a manager and he used to say, you know, if I had the choice between managing servers or people, tells you how old this was, I'll take servers any day. <laughs> because, you know, people are difficult to manage. Getting them to sit down for training, getting them educated on this, like making sure everything's socialized. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a change management project. And those are, those are complicated. Right. And by the right. way, clock is ticking. We're now 11 months. Tempest Fujit. Yep. Tempest Fujit. Exactly. So, you know, look, I, 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 this is exactly what I wanted to get out of today's discussion because I, I do think people are talking about this in too, too technical a fashion and aren't really understanding the implications of what this, what this change means. And I, I, I always appreciate the way you, you look at things, Alex. Um, and I think t- today has been extremely insightful. I never really do this, but you know, how, how can Merkel help customers with this? Well, look, you know, so I'm, I'm with, so, you know, Jose, I'm Canadian and, and um, 
And Canadians, you know, hate, hate doing that type of thing. They just like to share and that's it. But the truth of the matter is I'm going to steer right into this and say, Hey, listen, this is, this is significant. I think this is a business continuity event, um, for, or for companies, uh, Yes, it's true that Google, the Chromium team, has pushed back the deadline for cookies twice. Um, so it is possible that Google may push back the deadline for migration to UA GA4. I personally don't believe so. Um, and, and there's a number of reasons why that's the case. And Google hasn't made any indication that it will either. So I think we need to take them at their word on this. It's a different team. It's a different engineering group. Um, and so that means we've got 11 uh, months, uh, and these things can be, you know, quite, you know, quite involved. Uh, so you really want to work with a company that's, that's got a lot of experience on this. And the, the reality is, is that, uh, Merkel has done more GA implementations really than any other company on the planet earth where the Dentsu and Merkel are the largest resellers of GA 360 on the planet earth, not by a little, but by a lot. Uh, we're a really strong, strong partner with Google. We do a lot of early testing with them and we've developed some very unique approaches towards these migrations that add a tremendous amount of value, um, and give our clients the ability to say, look, you know, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to bake in some loyalty systems. You know, what's that off ramp look like? I'd like to bake in some identity resolution. What would I need to do about that? Um, you know, I'd like to put in some marketing automation. Can you help me with that? So, you know, I'd like to have all my first party data into a CDP. Do you have the capabilities to help us with that? So our GA4 implementations can be just that, or they can, they can go up and down your MarTech stack. And they can also, cause we have the entire ex experience team, we build experiences and we can help build those experiences. So I, I think there's a, you know, I say this with pride. I think there is a net delta with what Merkel can offer because we've got the development chops, we've got the systems chops, we've got the MarTech stack, stack chops. We're, you know, a favorite partner with Google and, and um, we've got the resources and they're globally located. So it doesn't matter where our clients are, we can deliver. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I really, I really, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm somewhat Canadian because I, I don't like going into those things, but I think it's very appropriate because I, I do in my gut, I'm just sensing that many of our clients are not thinking about this the way that they should be. And it's a more trivial thing. And I, I don't think they're understanding the monumental shift uh, that is possible here. And so, Alex, I want to thank you very much. Yeah, for, Jose, can I just can I just yeah. add something to that? I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I think a lot of them um, know that there's an issue. There, there's a lot of issues that they're dealing with, right? And so I want to um, I, I, I want to say that you know I know how difficult it is. There's there's a lot of places that are demanding of attention, and what we're just trying to say is. Hey, before this becomes a, a five alarm fire, because <laughs> yeah. five alarm fires cost more to put out and they create more damage in the process. Um, you know, you know, let it, let us at least start to look at this with you because yeah. there may be, there may be an incremental phased approach that we can do that will save, you know, a lot of pain later on and be a very phased approach that you can do maybe over a period of time such that, um, you know, your investments are measured and they're tied to, you know, clear delivery of value. Uh, in milestones that will deliver, you know, comfort and, and, uh, confidence that the, you'll be able to unlock the rest of the value from the investment. And I think that's the, you know, that's, that's probably the message I really want to get across. Well said, well said. And I, I think you're right there. There's just a lot tugging it, tugging at people today yeah. and every day. And 
um, you know, the, people have to set priorities. And so, yeah, yeah, um, I Alex, I, I really appreciate it. I mean, I love, I love speaking with you. Any, any final, any final words for, for listeners? Yeah. You know, uh, what I'd say is, uh, that I, 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 um, I'm not, um, I, I, at the risk of sounding like a, a fanboy, I think that people be really surprised because, you know, Google, there's a lot of headwinds for Google as a company. And I'm, I mean, we've, we've heard about them at the same time. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, when we, when we started Cardinal Path way back in 2011, um, I sat, the, sat people down and I said, you know, look, I think a Google bet's a good bet. And so let's make that bet. And so we did, uh, Cardinal Path made that bet around Google and it turned out to be an exceptionally good bet. And if you, uh, if you ask me today, uh, if, uh, if, uh, if an alphabet <laughs> for Google bet's a good bet, I would say absolutely. Um, there's no way that, 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 uh, that organization is going to go away today or tomorrow. You're definitely going to be able to recoup your investments. Yeah. There's going to be headwinds. I trust their ability to work their way through them. And so, um, you know, it's, a uh, it's, it's, it's a good place to put an investment. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, <laughs> if you look at Google, it's an alphabet overall, it's, it's yeah, really right. an amazing company, but all right, Alex, well, okay. I, re- I very much appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you again in person soon. Yeah, you too. Jorge. Thank you so much, man. Appreciation. All right. Bye.